Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today we're going all the way across the pond to beautiful Glasgow, Scotland. And my guest today, we've been kind of running around in the same circles for, man, about the past three years now. We've gotten to meet in real life a couple times at Social Media Marketing World. I was a guest on his podcast and we were supposed to have this recording a few months ago, almost, man, maybe almost a year ago, but then I threw my back out. But I knew I needed to bring him on the show, so we rescheduled, we have him here for you, and we're going to talk all about the importance of one, believing in yourself to start your entrepreneur journey, because that, it can be scary when you are deciding to leave the corporate world, or if you decide that you want to start something new, building up that confidence. And we're also going to talk about how you can build your personal brand as you begin this journey. My guest today is Bob Gentle. He and I have known each other for a few years, but he helps business leaders around the world discover and set and achieve their goals online and then build a business that they love. So Bob, thank you so much for, I guess, staying up late uh, to join me here on Rocky Mountain Marketing. Well, thank you very much for having me. And this time it's not too oh. late. It's only 10 past 4 it's, p.m. It's, it's, it's very reasonable. I think the clock's just changed to winter time here. Ah. So that I've won back an hour because otherwise I'd be <laughs> missing my dinner and I wouldn't be happy. I'm only kidding. So yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, like I said, we've been running around in the same circles here for a, a couple years now, and we've had the opportunity to to meet in real life. I think that one of the things that's amazing about entrepreneurship, especially in the world of having a business that you use social media, is you allow these relationships like you and I have to form. Because I mean, I say we've met in real life, but it was because we were running around in the same circles on social media through yeah. Clubhouse and Facebook and all the things. And I think that that's one kind of the power of making sure that you have some sort of a presence online as you build your business. The, for me, that was no accident. One of the things you, you spoke about earlier was confidence and personal branding and the online world. What you and I do is for most people very unusual. And they look at it and think that's weird. It looks uncomfortable. I couldn't do that. And I remember when I realized how I needed to do things quite intentionally. So maybe if I back up before we met, that was the important time. I was like a really insecure, shy local business owner who was fed up with his business. And I think a lot of people can probably resonate with that. You spoke about the confidence to start your new business. But I think a lot of people also need the confidence to take the next step in their business. Because whether you're starting your business or you're looking at how can I grow beyond where I am, the thing that has probably 
led to you hitting up some kind of plateau, whether that's at the beginning or the middle or even after a decade, is usually fear. You've come up against your comfort zone and you don't want to push beyond it. And for me, I remember sitting in a conference. You will laugh at this now, but I remember sitting in a mastermind table at a conference almost in tears because I couldn't even post a selfie. And that for me, was just crippling. How could I grow my business online if I couldn't even post a selfie? And I remember thinking that, that what not a lot of people know about me is I spent 15 years working in search and rescue. I was really comfortable doing very scary things, hanging out of helicopters or jumping into the sea in the middle of the night and all kinds of crazy stuff, but I couldn't post a selfie. So then I thought, how do we teach people to do scary things? And it's through a process of desensitization. What I realized very quickly was I needed to get around people who were doing strange things. And for me, living in, at that point, really rural Scotland, I didn't live in a big city back then. I had no peer group around me for whom this kind of stuff was normal. So at that point, I decided I'm going to start the podcast because it's a great way to get to know people because I need to get around people who are doing these unusual things, normalize them. And then the rest is history. It worked and it worked really well. Man, I love the fact that you shared that it was crippling for you to take a selfie and then post it. I think that that is a very common struggle for a lot of people, especially people that are venturing out on their own, proudly wear this badge now, of being a geriatric millennial. It is the official term for my age group, but I grew up alongside of the internet, of social media, like Napster, MySpace. I mean, like I was kind of there as all of this was coming out. So I didn't grow up taking a picture of my food. I didn't grow up taking pictures of myself, you know, doing this and doing that and of my kids and all these things. Now, my kids who I really limit their amount of screen time. And one of the things my my older daughter likes to do is every time she gets a new toy, she likes to do an unboxing for her YouTube followers. Her YouTube followers um, is my dad, which I just, then just sent him the video, but she thinks that it's for her YouTube audience. And when I turn on the camera, hi, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. So if you see here, I mean, like she turns it on. She's so comfortable being on for, yeah. you know, the digital audience, but not all of us feel that way. So I'd love it. And this is not where I was intending the conversation to go, but I would love for you to share one, how you overcame that, but two, with having an online presence, what it did for your business. Where to begin? So I think the way I overcame it was you have to be motivated. You have to know why you're doing it. So you need a vision, a really clear vision of where you want your business to go, but not worry too much about how you're going to get there. Just allow yourself a little bit of what if and a bit of fantasy and think, just imagine what it could be like in order that you're motivated. Because if you're not motivated, it's not going to happen. Then (laughs) fairly mindful as to what it is that triggers fear. And whenever you do experience fear, get as specific as possible. What is it you're actually scared of because fear shrinks in the light. The more attention you give it, the more you try to understand it, the more you realize it is irrational. Then also approaching, in my case, personal visibility in a fairly systematic way so that 
well, the way I work with clients now in order to help them through this quite systematically, because I know I'm not unusual in this, is I remember in the middle of the pandemic, I met a guy who had never been on a Zoom call before. I thought, this is really weird. I can't imagine never having been on a Zoom call before. But it begins, maybe it's taking a picture of yourself and not posting it anywhere. Just getting in the habit of taking a picture of yourself. Then maybe you're going to post it to a story. And then the world doesn't fall apart. So you do that again the next week. And then you maybe hear your voice on a video. Because I don't know if you remember, Katie, the first time you heard your voice. It's horrible. <laughs> so you need to desensitize yourself to that as well. There's so many things going on. But these, this desensitization, getting closer and closer and closer to what you aspire to be putting out there, you just get better. It's like learning to play tennis. You will suck, probably for the first six months. You won't be able to get a ball over the net. But gradually with practice, you get better and better and you don't worry about people watching you anymore. The flip side of this is the successes. When you post a video or a selfie and somebody responds, what you wrote with that has really made my day. It's changed something for me. I've seen something the way that I hadn't before. When you get the positive reinforcement coming, it's motivating, it's inspiring. And then also realizing what it can do for your business. Just to get to the other question, if you'd met me five years ago, I was running a local, what was essentially a web design business. I didn't have a single client outside my city. Fast forward, what's only really four years, pretty much when we met was the beginning of this journey. I don't have a single client in my city. Almost all my clients aren't even in my country. I probably completely independent of having to be anywhere, do anything at any particular time. I've gone from trading time for money to being almost entirely free from that. And I'm looking at how can I now grow beyond that. So my income had been completely replaced. I don't do the things I used to do for money. And most importantly, I get to spend all my time doing what I love rather than what I have to do because it's the only thing people pay me for. So it's had a huge impact. Absolutely. And I love the analogy of playing tennis. Before we hit record here, we were talking about skiing and snowboarding. And I think that with social media, with putting yourself out there, being the face of your business it can relate back to kind of how it feels when you first learn something new. Like we were talking about how, you know, you kind of were thrown in the deep end for learning how to, to ski and you're a really good skier now because of it. But almost sometimes that's kind of what you need to do when you take the leap into entrepreneurship. You just got to throw yourself into the deep end and say, okay, I know that I got to take these pictures. I know I'm going to need to to show up and talk about my business because if I don't, no one's going to know to hire me. No one's going to know what it is that I do. So, you know, it, it builds that confidence when you just dive in and just start doing it. If you want to listen to some terrible podcast episodes, go back and listen to episodes one, two, and three of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Ugh. You know, I was so nervous and I, I come from radio, but I was so nervous the episodes are 20 minutes long. And I spent about, I'm not joking, about three hours editing them. They're terrible, but I'm keeping them there. I didn't take them down as much as I kind of would like to, just to show the progression that can happen when you just dive in and get started. So I'd love it if you kind of talk a little bit about, you know, building 
out that personal brand for your business, if you've taken the dive into the deep end, you've started posting the, the selfies, should you just be posting the selfies, you know, just of like, hey, here's what I'm eating today? Or talk about the importance of having that personal brand well, as you build your business. Here's the thing. Everyone has a personal brand. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, you have one. The question is how intentionally are you cultivating it and amplifying it? So that's where we need to begin. When we're building our personal brand, I guess it's a question of what do you want to be known for? Because if you want to be known for something, you're going to have to quite repetitively express it. And I think that's one of the things people in the beginning, they worry about, am I, am I repeating myself too often? No, almost never. If you look at any TV ad, it's going to be pretty much the same message again and again and again from slightly different angles. So you can do the same too. However, if you look at any celebrity you like, you probably know quite a lot about them. You probably know what they do for fun. You probably know what they're doing on vacation. You probably know where they live, how they move around the world. They exist in your mind in three dimensions, not in one dimension. So it's important for us to make ourselves available in three dimensions as well. So one simple device I like to use for this is what you might call the five themes of you. What are the five themes that you can regularly turn to in order that you protect yourself from always falling to the low-hanging fruit or the, the line of least resistance. What I do for money, because that's important. But if that's all you ever do, you'll be very one-dimensional and there's not much that people can have that relationship with in their own minds. So you need to give people a little bit more material to work with. Another really important thing that I realized was if you look at the amount of energy that it requires for me to transmit my personal image into your mind, I need neural pathways to develop in your brain that are me. And then you compare that with the amount of energy required to transmit a company brand and have it take root in your brain. The personal brand requires about a tenth of the energy. And that energy is effort or money. That's just to give an idea of how important it is to focus on the personal brand as a small business rather than the company brand, because you'll just get more done. You'll occupy more space in, in the audience's brain. Well, I just want to kind of dive in on the personal side versus the business side, because I think that a lot of people, when they hear that, they're like, well, wait a second, there's more than just me at this company, or there's you know, wouldn't I want to have the SEO? I mean, like, why, why would I want to be posting this stuff from my personal page? Why would I want to have a, a podcast where I'm the host talking about like, why would I want to be in the spotlight? Yeah. I just want to start a, a web design business, or I just want to start my automotive business, or I'm just a lawyer that wants to get more clients. in. why do I want to have me be the, the focus of attention when it should be the business? I agree with you. People do business with people they like, know, and trust. So from my perspective, it's, it's all fine that you have a company name and that you have a company brand because they're important. They give you some credibility. They give you um, the impression of being properly organized. But people don't have personal relationships with companies. They have personal relationships, even if it's in one direction with people. Uh, there's this phenomenon of the parasocial relationship. And I don't know if you've ever met anybody where you have met celebrities, even in our world. And 
when you meet them for the first time, you know them intimately. They are important to you. You have a deep relationship with them and they have no idea who you are. And that's a very peculiar, yeah. peculiar experience. And we can all have that. So if we take somebody like Pat Flynn, who we both know, and some random guy with a great company name and a great logo, mm -hmm. and they've both produced a podcast course, whose podcast course are you going to buy, Katie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for me, this is what the personal brand is all about. I used to sell digital marketing to local businesses. And almost every time I get hired in because the business's leader, who was very charismatic, built the brilliant business because he was the guy in town. Everybody loved him. But he got to the point where he's looking at, well, what's next? How do I wrap some systems around this? So they try and buy marketing to replace his charisma. And it never worked. What they really wanted to do was leverage his charisma, systematize it, and put some processes around that not having to be as much work for him and also teach the other people to do that themselves in the, in the organization. So if you had two local web design businesses, one was a bunch of nerds in a cupboard who never showed up online, but they had an amazing <laughs> logo and a great website and five developers who were happy to take risks online, show up themselves. They might be half the developer and designer of the other company, but they will do better, almost guaranteed. And I think that too, people want to do business with people. I learned this when I started my business because the first thing I did was make a website. I grabbed some social media handles. I, I worked with a branding strategist. I got some colors and fonts and had them design a logo. And it wasn't until I changed the logo from my Instagram account. It wasn't until I launched the podcast that my business actually started growing. Mm. You know, I wasn't having to use Upwork and, and Thumbtack and just trying to find all these leads. And it was really, really hard. But the second that I switched and put myself out there, put my face out there, people were like, oh, well, this is what Katie talks about. This is what Katie knows, not just some like it's it's still the same information. But now there was a face telling them that information. They could associate that knowledge to coming from some person. And they said, yeah, I'd love to work with Katie. I think here's the thing. For me, when I first went out online, Katie Brinkley was presenting as one of the top social media voices in the world. I didn't know your company name. I still don't know your company <laughs> name. Well, I, I do now. But... That's what I mean is your personal brand is the vehicle for you being injected into the minds of people all, all over the world is far more potent than a company brand for a small business because it takes less energy. There's another aspect which I think is really important, which it comes down to this whole thing of people might not like me. What if people yeah. just think, who on earth is that guy? And there's lots of reasons people might think that. And there's lots of reasons people might worry about it. And you're right to worry about it. But what I've found is that not everybody likes me. And that used to really be a problem for me. But when I discovered this, one third of people will not like me. One third of people will not care about me. They won't even pay me any attention. But one third of people will love me. It hurts that two thirds don't like me. But if that's a universal constant, I can live with it. But if one third of people, if I can predictably say one third of people will be into Bob Gentle, 
I can deal with that. I now have numbers I can play with. So my job is not to try and convince two thirds of people to like me. It's simply to be available for the other third to like. And that is so liberating when you can understand, okay, now I can really relax into showing up as myself. I don't have to pretend to be Gary Vaynerchuk anymore. I can just be Bob Gentle and I can have lo-fi music in the background of my videos and that's fine because if I can relax into that, things will scale up. And you know what? I only attract people who are attracted to me. And that yeah. means my clients are awesome. I have a great time and everybody's happy and I don't lose clients and I don't have to pretend to be a business that I'm not. It's just so nice. So for me, that was the big fear, but that was the antidote. I was actually talking to, I was at Bree Seely's Success Becomes Me event this year. I was speaking there and she had somebody else that was speaking that is running for office, running for Congress. I come from social media. I do all the things exactly with what you said. I'm like, man, not everyone's going to like you. It's fine. But I found myself saying to her, oh my gosh, aren't you afraid of like what the people are going to say about you? Like that is fake, like with the TV commercials and the radio ads and the print. She's like, no, because I know it's true. And I'm like, but yep, they're saying this stuff where they could look so far into your past. And that one tweet that you liked could be taken in a whole different concept now. She was like, yeah, but not everyone is going to like you. And the people that want to see you fail are not your people. You have to just continue going out there for the people that want to be in your corner. They want to, they know, like, and trust you. And they say, yeah, I love what Bob does. I love, you know, the way that he shows up. That's what I resonate with. Your style is very different than Gary V's, but not Gary V isn't for everybody. You know, as we're kind of starting to wrap up this episode, we've talked about being confident in yourself, the importance of having that personal brand as you build your business for people that are still kind of in the limbo of, should I start a business? This sounds like something I know is going to come with the territory. I have to post selfies. I have to do all these things. But what advice would you give to somebody that's just about to take the leap or is kind of teetering back and forth as to whether or not they should and they're a little nervous about betting on themselves? I have a really low tolerance to risk, which <laughs> may, uh, some people may disagree with me, but I think every risk is calculated. I would advise nobody ever to borrow money. This would be my number one. I, I'm not a fan of borrowing money. You don't really need an awful lot of money to start a business. And if you are thinking you do, you're probably just looking for a reason not to do it or a reason to avoid doing something scary instead. That for me is my, my number one. Bob is not for borrowing money. However, something it was Richie Norton said to me was, you will never have enough time. You will never have enough money and you will never have enough knowledge. And this is something that is true, whether you are just on day one or you're on day 300 and you're a billionaire. In 300 days, that's pretty good. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but you, I've never met a business owner that tells me he has enough of any of those things. So if you're thinking I'm not ready, you're ready. I've worked with business owners my whole life. What's been really interesting is the most successful ones were never the smartest. They never had the best ideas. What they were was consistent. And they really stuck with usually quite simple ideas. Running a business isn't rocket science. It's simply showing up to serve other people with something that they feel is important. 
And if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, which I think is often the, the first barrier when you're looking to start a business, you're in really good company. I think there was a study done of CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. 85% of those CEOs declared as experiencing imposter syndrome every single day. So knowing this, if imposter syndrome is a reason why you're avoiding it, it's never going to go away. So lean into it because that is where nobody else will follow you. And that's where your competitive advantage will be. It's a bit of a rambling approach to how do I encourage people to start their own businesses. But if you're even thinking, I quite like to start my own business, you can do it. You should do it. And you might fail, but it'll be okay because there's always the next day. Oh, Bob, that's a mic drop moment right there that I feel like we should end on. If people want to work with you, they want to connect with you, listen to your podcast, all the things, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? You can find me on any social media platform. Just search Bob Gentle or at, at Bob Gentle. My podcast is The Personal Brand Business Show. But again, you can just search for Bob Gentle. And the website is amplifyme.agency. Love it. Well, we will include all of those links in the show notes and be sure to connect with Bob online. He's a great guy. And again, thank you so much for joining me. Power of technology. You know, we were talking about in real life events that hopefully we can connect with each other at again in uh, 2024. But Bob, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us here on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. No, thank you. It's been so much fun. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you again really soon. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.